It's the Blues Rock Show with Pete Francis and Willie Witten. Welcome to the Blues Rock Show. Pete Francis alongside Willie Witten. Make sure to hit that subscribe button and the notification bell to get all the latest videos. Willie, we're going to kick things off this week talking about Kenny Wayne Shepard and Shamika Copeland. They just released a new single called Hit Em Back, and this single came together pretty quickly. And there's definitely a backstory behind how this came about. Now, two months ago, there was huge news in the blues world and the blues community when the Blues Foundation rescinded Kenny Wayne Shepard's Blues Music Award nomination. And that was just a huge, huge story. And the reason why they rescinded his Blues Music Award nomination was because Kenny Wayne Shepard has a replica car from the Dukes of Hazard. And on the top of the car was the Confederate flag. And so they rescinded his BMA because of that. And then this was huge news. It was out on a lot of media publications, a lot of websites. And a lot of websites were reporting on this with a lot of clickbait titles. And the allegations against Kenny were not very good. Well, Kenny didn't have a chance to respond to that right away. And then he did issue a response. And Kenny denied any allegations of him being a racist person. And he issued this statement on Facebook, denying all of that. And he said he had that car. He grew up a huge fan of that show as a kid. But years ago, he had covered that car up. He covered up the flag on that car because it is insensitive. And a lot of people had a problem with that. And then Kenny took action to correct that. So this was a huge, huge story that came out. And like I said, Kenny issued a response to that. And if you've kind of followed Kenny's career, he has done a lot to promote blues music. Right. So the Blues Music Awards and the Blues Foundation pretty much ostracized Kenny from the blues. At least for this year's award. I think also yes. in a little bit of fairness to the Blues Foundation, I don't think there were any edicts passed that said Kenny Wayne Shepard is persona non grata. They issued a statement that this specific year he will not be up for the award. So I think that there's that aspect too. There's a lot of things flying around and a lot of people, rightfully so, it's a sensitive issue. But yes, yeah, so it was very big, a big deal that this happened. And obviously no one wanted to see something like this happen and it was not a great situation. But here is... What's great about this current situation with this single? So Shamika Copeland, she put out an album called Uncivil War. Right. And it's about a lot of the things that have been coming up in this country over 2020, racial injustice, a lot of topics like that. And we look at 2020, and this is a year everyone wants to forget. Right. And I think a lot of people in this country are sick of politics. I think a lot of people are sick of all the divisiveness that has gone on in this country over the past year. So Shamika Copeland approached Kenny Wayne Shepard about putting out a song. She had the lyrics and she approached Kenny about putting together the music for it. And they joined together. And this is a song about inclusiveness and being together. And I think that's one of the great things about music, no matter your race, gender, where you're from, music brings people together. And that's what this song is about. And I think it's great that these two got together to do that. You also have Robert Randolph and Tony Coleman joining in on this song. And I think it's really great because this was a very, very hot button issue. 
and a very controversial topic that came up. And it's great to see two very prominent artists in this genre coming together right. the way they did with this song, Willie. Well, I think if you take a look at the lyrics, uh, they're very direct. There is yeah. no question about what is being discussed in the song. We talked about Uncivil War. That album itself is up for album of the year, probably one of the front runners. No one here is doing anything but being honest about their feelings about the idea that music can bring people together. It's a, a quartet of heavy hitters on the track. It's, it's a nice response to compare and contrast against some of the other responses. People immediately took sides and they didn't take sides that were very middle of the road. People wanted to scream and yell. They wanted to scream and yell before, as you said, they had heard all the facts. So and and that's the thing with, with just the media in general and the way our, our country is, a lot of things are reported today before all the facts are in. Right. And if you want to tell a story, you got to get both sides. Right. And I think that if you look at both of their bodies of work, and we're talking about both Kenny and Shamika, not only in the music that they have written themselves, but the people they have included and the ideas that they have promoted, they seem to be pretty much, I would consider, on the up and up socially as, like you said, trying to bring people together, trying to use music as a way to build bridges instead of burn them. So as far as I'm concerned, we haven't even gotten to the, the track itself. I think the track's pretty good. It's hard not to have a good track when you throw those four people together. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. It's nice. It's nice to see it released now. And I hope more than anything that it takes some of the edge off these Blues Music Awards because it's just one year. No matter what happens, it would be a shame to see the awards purely become about this topic and this topic alone because there's a lot more to these awards. There's a ton of categories. And I mean, let's talk about it. Let's start with the category that Kenny Wayne is no longer a part of for this year. There's still four really qualified nominees for them, right? Yeah, so I've got the, the list of nominees right here. So I'll run them down for blues rock artists. We've got Tinsley Ellis, Mike Zito, Anna Popovich, and Reverend Payton. So taking a look at that list, Willie, you have a prediction? Any thoughts on what will happen? I think that my prediction would be this. It's a conditional prediction. My prediction would be that I think Mike Zito carries the day. And the reason why I think he carries the day is partially because things have been so tense this past year. The album that was sort of his headlining album of the year was a tribute to Chuck Berry. I think that brings a lot of people in. The album brought a lot of people in, quite honestly, to play with him. It's Mike Zito and Friends is the actual title of the album, a tribute to Chuck Berry. So I think he's the go-to favorite, but I'm gonna say this, if Tinsley Ellis wins for Ice Cream in Hell, as far as album of the year, or I'm sorry, blues rock album of the year, then I think that that would probably make him the front runner for the artist of the year. And I don't think that's a big leap. What do you think, Pete? Yeah, I kind of think I'm leaning towards Mike Zito as far as this category. One of the reasons why, you know, he did the Chuck Berry tribute album, he brought a lot of people together on that album, a lot of guests. Mike Zito also started up his own record label, Gulf Coast Records. And, and this is a label that is devoted to promoting this type of music, blues music. And a lot of these artists who he's promoting have been sort of underserved or maybe under 
discovered. Yeah. In uh, previous times. So I think that's great that he's promoting a lot of artists that deserve more attention. So combine that with the own, with his own work that he's doing. I think that's great. So you think that's what puts him over the top, that this category is not just about the musical output for the year, but also about promoting the music. Is that sort of, yeah, I, I think so. Okay. Then I think that I don't want to get too deep into this, but then we're also then going to talk about again, sort of the elephant in the room. Joe Bonamassa isn't on this list. Joanna Connor's album is in part his brainchild with Josh Smith. I don't know. I feel that maybe that when they took out Kenny Wayne Shepherd, I thought maybe they would have put someone in, but who knows? Yeah, it, it, it is surprising that Joe's not listed there, but it's also not surprising because right. Joe is probably should have been nominated a lot more times than he has by the BMAs, but for whatever reason, he just doesn't get a lot of nominations from the BMAs. So well, it, it kind of is what it is. But yeah, in a year where, you know, he basically him and his foundation raised so much money over a half a million dollars for musicians. Yeah, it's a little surprising. Right. Okay, well, moving on. How about the blues rock album of the year? Who do we have in that court category, Pete? And who do you think is the favorite? And who do you think should win? All right. So we've got Ain't Done Yet by Savoy Brown. Okay. We've got Ice Cream and Hell, Tinsley Ellis. Mike Zito with that Chuck Berry tribute album. We've got Mississippi Suitcase by Peter Parsec and then Walter Trout's Ordinary Madness. And if I had to make a prediction on this one, Willie, I think I would go with Walter Trout, Ordinary Madness. I, I think it's a great album. Uh, you know, we both love that track, OK oh, yeah. Boomer. Yeah, it's awesome. You know, because it, it's one that definitely, I think, not only appeals to the the baby boomer generation, but also to millennials as well. Right. You know, it's just a fun, cool song. And yeah, that was a really enjoyable album. And obviously Walter Trout has so much respect in the blues right. community, the blues rock world as well. So yeah, I think he would be my prediction there, Willie. I think that the OK Boomer mention is important because I think the theme of these BMAs is going to be about artists and titles and songs and collaborations that have brought people together. I just think it's going to be sort of the theme of the year. And I think, like you said, OK Boomer, what started off as maybe a joke by one of Walter Trout's sons, I think does turn into a multi-generational tongue-in-cheek laugh about it type moment. And the song is wonderful to sing along to. I think that Ordinary Madness should win Blues Rock Album of the Year, but I'm going to be honest. I think it's going to be Mike Zito and Friends because I just think that that is a safer choice at this point for the BMAs. Now, I know that it's not somebody that gets together and talks about it. I know it's a vote, but I think there is a bit of a feeling that maybe sometimes the safe choice is the right choice. And I think that you'll see some of those choices for the BMAs this year. Once again, not that it's not a great album. I don't think you can go wrong with any of those albums. I would like to see Walter Trout. I think we're going to see Mike Zito. Yeah, honestly, I have no idea who they're going to pick. <laughs> Every time I predict the BMAs, I'm always wrong. So it doesn't really matter. You know, hopefully it's an idea... In, a, in an event for people to get together, do a little bit of celebration. In a way, put it as a bookend to this year. Do it, celebrate it, 
move on, right? I mean, we're getting yeah. back into it. It'd be nice to just end this here and go forward because there's great stuff coming up. Before I do that and put this year in the books with the BMAs that are coming up this week, I guess I'd like to ask one question because I think it's going to come up. In fact, I'm almost certain there are going to be a documentary or two, I think, about musicians in the pandemic, pandemic centric, pandemic related, what they went through. There's probably a lot of home footage of different things at home shows. Pete, do you have any appetite for this? And do you think that people have any appetite for this? Or do you think people just want to let this year go? I'm not really interested in it, Willie. And honestly, I think people want to let this year go. And I think putting out documentaries about the pandemic and how it affected music, I think right now it's too early to do that. I don't think there's a huge appetite for that because there is an appetite for people to have this over with and right. move on with their lives. Right. So I'm not really you know, looking forward to any pandemic related documentaries anytime soon. You know, I lived through September 11th and then they came yeah. out with movies about 9-11. I had no interest in seeing those because I lived through that. Right. You know, I'm not really interested in seeing documentaries about the pandemic. We've had to live through it every day. Obviously, 2020 was a very tough year for everybody. Things are starting to get better now, at least here in the United States, where a right. lot more people have been vaccinated. But as far as a music documentary about the pandemic, not really interested. Maybe 10 years from now, I might change my mind. Sure. But right now, I think we just want to get over the pandemic and, and move on and get music back to where it should be. I, you know what? I'd more or less agree with that. I think not maybe sadly, but if I were to be honest, if one came out, I'd probably get sucked into watching it. But I agree. I, it would be nice to have a little time. I'd like to go out and see live shows. I don't need to put in some show either on Netflix or in a DVD. I don't need that right now. Let me ask, as long as we're talking about music documentaries, Pete, do you have a couple of favorites? And I'm talking all-time favorites of music documentaries. And there are any documentaries that haven't happened yet that you might want to see in the future? I don't necessarily have a favorite music documentary, but there is a music documentary I would like to see made. I would like to see a documentary made about Eric Gale's life. I think okay. that would be so interesting and so fascinating because there's just so many great elements to that potential story that could be told. Just the way he plays guitar, obviously. Right. Playing, you know, ups, the guitar upside down and, yep. you know, left-handed and just playing it in a way that is not normal. That's not how other people play the guitar. You have that aspect. Uh -huh. But then you have kind of his early rise in his career and then his battles with addiction. Right. And then you have him going to prison right. and he's playing guitar, you know, for the inmates at the prison, you know, yeah. and then he comes out of prison, you know, and he's been sober now for a few years. Right. And now he's got that album that he put together with Joe Bonamassa and Josh Smith. It's a highly anticipated album. Everyone wants to hear and I think that could be the album that really helps elevate Eric Gales to that next level. So it really is kind of that great redemption story. And I think that would be a fantastic documentary to see that made. 
Yeah, I agree with that. He is one of the more interesting, I guess, career trajectories. If we talk about up and down and up again, hopefully. Um, and I think you're right. I think he has a very good chance with the production of Bonamassa and Smith. I think the three of them, from what it sounds like, have a pretty good rapport. I think people are anticipating that. That documentary could be great. The one I've always wanted to see, and maybe it exists already in sort of a more tangential form, but there are some artists out there sort of in the hard rock, blues, psychedelic trio, whether we're talking about Blue Cheer or Vanilla Fudge, I think there was a short window in time that people forget about because none of the bands who sort of started that mix of those three genres ever really, really made it big, but they influence a lot of some of the hard rock that we hear today. I don't know, maybe it's just me because I love that era, but I think that would be interesting too. But I agree with you, as far as a single person, depending on how this album does with Eric Gales, there may not be a better person to pick a documentary for considering just the, the depths and the peaks at which his career has run. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think it would be great. What do you guys think? What sort of music documentary would you like to see get made? Let us know down in the comments. Do you have any predictions for the Blues Music Awards? Let us know in the comments. And what did you think of the new single, Hit Em Back with Kenny Wayne Shepard and Shamika Copeland? Let us know down in the comments section below. We'd love to hear from you guys. Please make sure to hit that subscribe button and the notification bell. We've got a lot more video content on the way, so please check that out. But for now, that's the Blues Rock Show. He's Willie Witten. I'm Pete Francis. We'll see you next time.